Hello and welcome to Sewn Be Unpicked with Rob and Sean. And we will be looking at episode six, Use, Reuse, Recycle. But before that, we've just got a couple of things we need to say. So to be completely COVID safe, Rob and I could not be any further apart from each other. I am down in what I'd love to describe as sunny East Sussex, but the current weather's miserable. And uh, Rob is all the way up in Milton Keynes. It is Milton Keynes, isn't it? It is. And it is Good. sunny at the moment, but probably oh, not for long. <laughs> we had thunder like 20 minutes ago, so I'm, I'm not holding my hopes up. Oh, see, we've just had rain. I wouldn't mind a bit of thunder, but yeah, <laughs> we've we've just had rain. The sun has just come out now, and now all of a sudden the seagulls have appeared. So I, I apologise in advance now. If you can hear seagulls in the back of this... Um, yeah, they are all over my garden at the moment. And we also have to say that we are not affiliated with um, Love Production, with the BBC or with the Sewing Bee. Um, this is just a personal podcast where we share our own opinions and they are not opinions of any of the shows that I just said or, or company. So shall we get into it? So use, reuse, recycle. What do you think about the, the theme? Yeah, I liked this and I was excited to see it because, I mean, they sort of do it with the transformation challenge anyway. They reuse and recreate new things. Yeah, I was I was excited, then a little bit underwhelmed at some points of the episode. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm all up for reduce, reuse, recycle. As like we were chatting the other day, we have... Um, We've been working on our kind of little upcycling projects. I've been using a lot of old duvet sets that have been in a cupboard for years now and just never used. So I've been making my kimonos. I've been making pin cushions. And then out of the last remaining little scraps, I've been turning them into cover buttons. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all up for reuse, reduce, recycle. I think we need to work harder on reducing our fabric waste. Um, because it's one of the things that really does pollute the environment. There are so many kind of synthetic fabrics that are taken forever to uh, biodegrade and they're just sitting in our environment. And I think we need to do more with reclaiming old garments. That is a, it's such a hot topic at the moment and it's going to continue to be. And it's such an important um, thing that we need to talk about um, clothes and the fashion industry are, are really one of the top polluting industries in the world. I think I think it's probably third after petrochemical. I can't remember what the second one is. Um, and we're producing masses of clothes which won't break down. So we really need to um, look at not just clothes production and, and stopping the idea of fast fashion and people buying things and wearing them a couple of times and throwing them away. So thinking about repairing clothes rather than throwing them away or turning them into other items. So I definitely think that this is a really important topic that I think all home sewers need to think about as well. And it's really good for people to be sewing at home because you can create clothes either from dead stock material, um, material that is going to waste or from other items uh, rather than going and buying because it, not just the uh, ecological issues with with fast fashion there's also the ethical issues with sweatshops and the human cost of fashion so it's it's a really hot topic it one that really we could is. definitely spend hours and hours talking about we could but, but we won't we won't but one little bit i would like to chuck in is like one of the things i've i've been doing with my scraps for a while now is i bag them up and there are a couple of people i know who buy my scraps because they like to create things for their kids' toys. So don't throw away your scraps, save them, keep a hold of them, no matter what size they are, unless they are like one millimetre wide, then there really is no point in keeping it because you're not going to do much with it. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. I either keep scraps that I think will look really good for covered buttons or... I bag them up and I sell them on to people at a really reduced rate. Um, and then they take those scraps and make dolly clothes and Barbie clothes. And yeah, there's so many ways. Be creative and let's 
start reducing our fabric waste. That is that's a really good tip there. And and I've been keeping up a bag under my sewing desk of scraps, which are too small for me to do anything with. But I know there's a lot of charity shops that take scraps and use them um, as rags and sell them on and make money from it. So it really is great if you can if you can sew without throwing um, stuff away. There's uh, I know there's also a movement at the moment for uh, zero waste patterns and there's a lot of um, new creators making patterns where you use like a meter of fabric and it makes like a shirt or a pair of shorts or something and there's zero through like, every single piece gets used so it's fantastic but we should we talk about sewing yeah um maybe we'll retouch of this topic um at a later date where we can maybe dedicate a whole show just to tips and ideas and Sounds stuff like perfect. that but Looking at sewing beer, we've got Pattern Challenge, which was a men's waistcoat in four hours. And it, they're using the bagging out method. So it's a waistcoat without any of the, um, like the front pockets or the kind of, sometimes like the fake pockets they put on. So what did you think of um, doing a waistcoat? I, I thought it was a good one. Um, waistcoats are one of those things that lots of people think they're really really easy to make and actually they are really fiddly so yeah I thought it was a good little challenge they had a nice amount of time and I think everyone did fairly well um, but I mean if we start from bottom of the ranks Adina bless her she did a Damien didn't she <laughs> she did um, she did not make life easy for herself. No, uh, she, she used grey and navy um, jackets and decided rather than deconstruct the jackets and try and place the pattern pieces so she'd get a, a whole piece on, on a fa fairly flat bit that she would go across the pocket so she'd have a little bit of the pocket flapping that seemed to cause extra issues and time yeah. delays for her well seeing as she was then having to bag out and sew over so that's what two layers of fabric for the pocket then i don't know if she got rid of the lining that was attached to it but she was looking at what three or four layers of fabric on just one side of that seam and then yeah. add on however many it was on the other side of that seam so we were possibly looking at between six to eight layers of fabric that she had to sew through on one bit she really didn't make it easy for herself at all um i felt i felt bad for her when she realized that she had to have two bits for the back and then had that panic of having to go through and try find a garment that she could get two pieces from I felt really really bad for her actually because that was that is that blind panic moment where you realize you've not read everything properly and I suppose that's kind of shows that the challenge of reduce reuse recycle is that you are using limited shapes um whether you're using a duvet set or jeans or a shirt you have already got a bit of fabric that is cut into a particular shape. You've got to be very, very clever with how you cut that out. Yes, indeed. And some of the other um, competitors were quite clever in the way they dealt with it. Yes, yeah. Adina had also, like you said, where she hadn't read the instructions properly and then ended up using the jacket fabric for the back of the waistcoat as well which yeah. really should have been more of a lining fabric that seemed to cause more issues as well there was just a lot of problems with Adina yeah I I did feel bad for Adina that is she I mean she pulled Damien she didn't read her instructions fully did she it was a bad it was a bad morning for Adina yeah, it really was a bad morning for Adina and I felt really really bad for her because that was that was not her best moment ever She's had a couple of iffy ones, but I think that was definitely her worst moment ever on the show. So going to sixth place was Damien, who used like a brown and grey. And then he had kind of like a the back of it was kind of like a wine colour. Um, from a distance, when I saw this, I thought, actually, he's not done too bad. It looks all right. 
there were some issues where the front wasn't lined up, which seemed like an issue that happened to probably about half of them, if not yeah. more. Um, and then he had an issue at the back where his lining was pulling through to the front and you could you could clearly see it. Um, yeah, you could clearly see it. And there was also a little bit of a notch in on the side seam, I think. There was just a little bump where it looked like maybe it kind of caught too much of one fabric as well. And it created like an extra layer. Yeah, he, um, I liked his fabric choices. Um, the bit that made me chuckle was where he turned around and he said, oh, if you're using permanent ink, it means you're serious. And he said, <laughs> but Esme wouldn't be happy with it. And then it all of a sudden just inspired this, like, what would Esme say? <laughs> if you know she wouldn't be happy with it, maybe you shouldn't be doing it with your garments. Um, so, yeah, I think we need to turn that into a, an actual sewing phrase. What would Esme say? Okay, let's we'll let's do an official merch. We'll do yeah. We'll do something with what? Yeah, that he did crack me up when he was doing that. And to be honest, I have to admit, I have done something very oh, similar no. to that. Um, no. I, I I've got the uh, water erasable and air erasable pens. Okay, for, for that's Um But then I can't remember what I was working on, but I was working on something and um, I couldn't find those and did grab a Sharpie and thought, you know what, this is going to be on the inside. Oh, it, it's, I was like, it's going to be in a seam allowance. No one's going to see this. And I did use a Sharpie to mark a couple of dots. I think I was marking where a notch was. Or no, something. no, bad Rob. <laughs> bad Rob. No, Luckily, I don't that's... have Esme wandering around my sewing room. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just that bit made me chuckle when he was like, no, she wouldn't be happy with this. And I was like, what would Esme say? I love it. It's very point in time. He said Esme would kick off. And I just love the thought of Esme just kicking off. But I mean, she told him off a couple of times during the episode for being messy and leaving stuff all over the walkway. So I just love her to come down like like a school teacher and just like kick off at him that would be hilarious See, i didn't imagine esme coming down like a school teacher i imagined her flipping the sewing desk <laughs> i just imagined seeing like this proper incredible halt moment where the desk just goes flying across the room it's like they're interviewing serena and then all of a sudden there goes damien flying through the window oh that would be something that would have been amazing it really would have I, I, you know, I would have felt really bad for Damien being thrown through a window, but that would have been something to see. Damien also didn't really agree with his placement by the judges. He thought he should have come one place higher. Yeah. Um. No, Damien, you got sixth place. <laughs> so um, moving on, moving on to fifth place. So we've got Rebecca. Yeah. Who used? Um. It was kind of like a green tweed, like a really dark, like olivey kind of green tweed, and. Patrick said it had uh, like a pink like check in it. It looked a bit purple to me, but um, I'm colorblind. So yeah, so let's say a pink purple <laughs> check in there. Um, and she had an issue with it not being lined up. But apart from that, it seemed pretty good to me. Yeah, I thought she did really, really well. I she, Her sewing was brilliant. I felt a little bit bad because of last week she was kind of starting to climb up the ranks and now she's fallen back down to that kind of middle ground again which I, I felt quite bad for her but yeah no she did well it looked like your classic kind of waistcoat that you would find in most kind of gentlemen's retailers yeah I can't really fault it it looked very very nice yeah I mean I preferred it to some of the ones that had that had scored higher than yeah. her um so I don't know, maybe up close there was something that we're not seeing. But yeah, from... yeah, I mean, there was that slight misalignment of the buttons and the back of the neck was gaping a little bit. But other than that, I thought she did a pretty good job. So moving to number four, which was Fari, who used a grey herringbone and then the back um, and lining, she used shirting fabric. Um I really loved um, her fabric choices. I thought that it looked quite cool and quite uh, dapper, uh, yeah, but not old-fashioned. Yeah, no, I it looked smart. I liked it. Um, I think the judges had a. 
bit of a difficult time kind of ranking everyone because they actually all did a fairly good job and it just came down to those tiny little finishing details and I think that's what scored Farrier fourth place was just because she hadn't finished yeah, she hadn't fully attached the um, straps on the back. There was still yeah. a pin in there where she needed to do, I think, another seam. And she also had an issue with the the front not lining up properly, which most of them seem to have the, yeah. the same issue. So Where I'm, one button was just a little bit off and it caused everything to go a bit skew-if. Yeah, I'm guessing that they were rushing and not looking exactly at where they were yeah. the buttons, which was then causing one of the points... Um, to be much lower than the other one, and it's quite noticeable, I think, on a on a waistcoat. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. So that was fourth place. So coming in third, the bronze was Andrew, who used red and burgundy, and the issues with his with the facing was coming through to the front yeah. slightly, but generally it was quite good. The only issue I think I had on Andrew's was the the material i don't know if it's like a wool or something it looked quite kind of bouncy almost and so it didn't have like a crisp line yeah like with the front and the facing there wasn't like a really crisp line i I think no matter how much he ironed that i don't think he was ever going to get a really crisp line there no i think yeah his definitely fell down to his fabric choice i'm I liked it. It was well controlled i wasn't a fan on the color did it give um, you fox hunting vibes it gave me fox hunting vibes but also like cabin crew okay but yeah i definitely definitely got fox hunting vibes more what airline Um, i I kind of saw initially i saw cabin crew but yeah it definitely gives off a fox hunting vibe um which we won't go down because uh i've very strong feelings for about uh fox hunting not for fox hunting about fox hunting um, and I don't think we've got enough time on a podcast. For no, me to, uh... we're, we're dealing with quite dip- difficult topics this week. Yeah, um... we really are. <laughs> we're, Rob and I agreed at the start of this, we were not going to go off on a tangent. We were going to try stick to a time. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to fall down that rabbit hole of uh, talking about my dislike for fox hunting. So... Moving away from um, the red waistcoat on to second <laughs> place, second place, which was Serena's. Now, Serena's was fantastic. Oh, um, I loved it. It was a one half was black. The other half was a gold brocade uh, fabric. And then it was red at the back. Um, the sewing looked impeccable, looked like her. Uh, so is always incredibly neat but it looked especially neat it was so crisp I love how she'd used the black buttons on it and she'd put the gold in front of the black my only issue and I didn't say it at the beginning of talking about the challenge is I don't really like waistcoats to be honest I think waistcoats are a bit of a weird fashion thing where you only ever really wear them to weddings the only other people that are wearing waistcoats are snooker players and magicians now serena's did give me strong magician vibes yeah Um, i could see that i got kind of cabaret mc vibes from it okay i could see that on a stage hosting a cabaret show and that's why one of the reasons why i really really loved it i love a bit of cabaret i love a bit of burlesque and yeah that Oh, it just gave me my cabaret tingles that I just love. Um, yeah, I I really liked it. I thought she was very clever with her choice of fabrics. I agree. And if I'm honest, I actually uh, I appreciated it more than I did with Raps, who came in first. Like I think those two were pretty much neck and neck. Yeah, I, I can see why. Actually, let's move on to Raps and talk about that as well. So. Raph used it was like a blue and green wool fabric in stripes and he took the time to completely deconstruct the jacket and then reconstruct so he he had enough fabric together to cut the pieces but where he'd sewn the seam together he'd sewn it along the edge of two of the stripes so that it was almost invisible to the eye yeah so I think that's really what what took him over the edge with the Serena yeah. um, and gave him that kind of extra nod of 
difficult level was he took the time to actually deconstruct it, reconstruct it, cut the pieces, and he'd done it in such a precise way. What did you think about Raf's? I I really liked Raf's. I loved the colour of it. I loved the colour combination. And when they were looking for a seam and he pointed it out, you would not have been able to have guessed there was a seam there. And that's, yeah, I, that's why I think Raf deserved first place because he took that time to deconstruct every single bit of it rather than just doing the what's the quickest option let's cut this out. oh great i'm now gonna have half a pocket in here he took that time out and actually that waistcoat looked brand new it did it looked incredible like... yeah i don't think you would have guessed that that was made from other things when you saw it so you would be able to tell that serena's was constructed from recycled items just because there was that difference in the front panels i think that would have given it away slightly that hers was an upcycled piece whereas raf's because it was seamless because he took that time out to deconstruct every single panel of all the garments that were being recycled it he managed to describe uh, i can't even get my words out i'm so excited about it um he managed to disguise the fact that it was upcycled from something completely different yeah i i think he definitely deserved first place on this i love serena's and i think yeah they were neck and neck for their sewing but it was that time that raf took to really take everything apart was what gave him first place I think Raph must be quite a quick sewer as well. I think mm-hmm. he's very quick and precise, which is quite a skill to be yes. both. Um, and we should take that time out to deconstruct everything. Mm. Yeah, uh, props to him. He gets brownie points for that. It was it was brilliant. I love Serena's. I would have loved to have seen Serena's in maybe a different style of waistcoat. Okay. I think that could have been maybe where the gold brocade panel could be slightly longer i think that would look really really nice but yeah i i thought both of them did really really well and it's no wonder why they've remained in our top three for this length of time we should probably also say the method that they were using to make the waistcoats was the bagging out method whereby you're kind of sewing everything inside itself and you're placing all the pieces and then it's kind of sewn around the outside of the item. So you can't really see what you're doing whilst no. you're doing it. And you, you are literally sewing blind. Yeah, you don't realise you've made a mistake until you've gone through the all of the kind of seams and then you pull it out at the end and then you can see whether you've caught everything. So it is quite a difficult method of producing a waistcoat. So yeah. I, I have to give them um, real... Um, props for for doing quite a quite a tricky challenge in fact they've done this challenge before on series five i think but it was done much later in the series i think maybe in the finale or the one before the finale where they had to produce a waistcoat that was bagged out so they they are really pushing the sewers with quite tricky challenges Mm -hmm. and we're about halfway through the series maybe just over so it's quite a difficult thing for somebody to do, like a home sewer to do in four hours. Yeah, definitely. So that was the pattern challenge. Now moving on to the transformation challenge. So using military surplus to create a fashionable woman's outfit using three camo garments. What did you think of the choice for this as a challenge? I really, really like this one. I really, really, really like this one. And like Patrick said, camo and that military surplus is always a few metres away from being on the catwalk. It's always that military look is always, whether it's a drummer boy jacket or it's a pair of like trousers, like there's always some kind of element of military on the runway. I really, really really liked it and there were some pieces on this season in this challenge that I thought were just amazing they really really were absolutely brilliant yeah I'd agree there you're always seeing 
military inspired. Like I think it was Balmain a couple of seasons ago did a whole collection based on military um, uh, attire, like classic military and like things like like bell bottom flares they come from the navy originally and yeah. there's so many little nods in fashion to what's going on in military uniform so i thought it was quite interesting and also there is a lot of uh, a, a lot of military wear out there at army surplus stores there's there's one not too far from me where you can buy um old old uniforms and and trousers and jackets and stuff and I've looked at them before and some of them are beautiful. I wouldn't I wouldn't dare cut them up because they're so well made and they look yep. stunning. Um, but I did think it was it was quite an interesting challenge. And I love a bit of camo. Camos always pops up, you know, every it might have a year off, but then it's back again. Yeah. Um, so did you want to should we go from the bottom to the top again? Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. So seventh place, we have Adina, who was not having a good day that day who produced a kind of tabard-style dress. Yeah. I've written down here, what is it, question mark. I think yeah. she got a bit lost and she kind of wasted quite a lot of time going down a skirt route and then decided, I can't make this work and started again. But I don't yeah. think she had a, I don't think she had a real vision in her head of what, it, what she no, wanted. No, and this night. was where she sort of became a bit of a self-fulfilled prophecy, really, didn't she? It was... Mm. It's like the judges said in their critiques on quite a couple of occasions that she doesn't really seem to have an idea in her head and therefore wings it. And though sometimes when she's just winged it, it's worked out really nicely, winging it, particularly when you've got a limited amount of fabric and a very small amount of time, can be very, very dangerous. Um, yeah, she really was not having a good day at all it's it was hard to tell what the garment was supposed to be and yeah I just I felt bad for her I really did and then I think the cherry on the cake really was when she then decided to sew down the fringing and yeah. like Patrick said what is the point of having fringing on here if you're going to sew it down yeah they went mad with that fringing that week Everyone oh yeah and the one person who didn't touch it was Dana. <laughs> that, um, that was just a very bizarre moment. It really was. I think there was, what, three, four of them that all used that fringing? Yeah. And then the one who was renowned for using fringe has decided he no longer wants it. Maybe it's become too popular. And he doesn't want to... He doesn't want to sink in with the crowd that <laughs> whatever's popular at the time. Maybe he's setting a trend for sewing bee and then ditching it once everyone else picks it up um so moving on to sixth place it was rebecca's dress yeah um, i've not got too much to say about this um i've just written down bullet sash and looks okay i, I didn't really have any strong feelings no, I'm pretty much the same. The bullet sash made me chuckle. Um, and then I had to Google what it was called and I've already forgotten what it was called. Um, yeah, it was it was OK. Um, I really didn't have much to say on it at all. It was all right, but I think it would have looked a lot better if she didn't have that bit of decorative ribbon or trim or whatever it was supposed mm. to be. So. Coming just in front of Rebecca was Damien's dress, which had a crossover where he used sleeves, which Esme seemed to really like. I've also kind of written for this. It was okay. Um, I, I, again, don't have many notes for Damien on this. Um, yeah. No, I've got it playing in the background as we speak and it's just come up to Damien's dress and again I've kind of gone okay it it was it was good it was well constructed it like the judges said it didn't really know what it wanted to be um and he made the mistake of leaving it with raw edges which he thought was going to be really chic and yeah uh, it turns out the judges really didn't like that 
I think what he could have done is he could have still left them raw, but he could have trimmed the bottom so at least the 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 hem at the front and the hem at the back where they met at the side, at least they were the same and there wasn't a massive yeah. step. Yeah, no, can, I completely kind of agree with that. Seemed to be like a step, and okay, so say you want to do you know an asymmetric um, uh, hemline, fine, but just make sure that the tops and the bottoms are at the same level yeah no um, completely agree i think that would have looked better uh so moving along to fourth place which is andrew with his desert camo poncho um it, it was a bit mad it was creative it wouldn't be super flattering i don't think if you wore it it no. looked quite heavy i think my favorite bit about the whole outfit was when Joe kept repeating things. <laughs> and so Andrew said, what was it? Uh, I've, oh God, well, I've written it down somewhere. It's, they made the comment saying something like, uh, he was going to do a bit of boning to make it stand up. And then Joe just went, please don't make me repeat that. <laughs> um, so, but then that's kind of saying something that my favourite bit of the whole outfit was a comment that was made. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was all right. I... And as you know, I really adore Andrew, but I felt like he should have been a little bit lower. Okay. I actually felt like Rebecca should have been a little bit higher and Andrew should have been a little bit lower. Because I I genuinely, I felt like Rebecca's was a little bit better constructed and at Mm. least you could sort of see what it was supposed to be. And I just, I didn't get when he decided to stuff the sleeves with camo net. Yeah, I think it was trying to make structure, but I don't really know if it paid off. No, it? it just looked bulky. Yeah, the whole thing looked real heavy. Yeah, I mean, sewing through those fabrics is not super easy. I don't no. know if they've got industrial machines there, but if you've got three or four layers of that material, it's kind of, uh, I think there's a, they had a mixture, but a lot of it is quite thick um, cotton twill and canvases and really like heavy duty fabric so Mm -hmm. once you've got those layered up that isn't easy to sew through no that really isn't yeah the fabrics do also become quite heavy when you've got quite a few of them on there so it it was quite an interesting challenge actually to make something chic out of that kind of fabric so moving along to third place we've got serena who produced a cocktail dress with a netting bottom and used the original label, um, which I really liked. I like the placement of that. I thought it was very chic. Um, This was the kind of thing I think I would have done if I'd have been in that challenge. I don't think I would have put the netting on the bottom. I don't think it really needed, to be honest. No, um, I don't think it needed it. But for me, I I loved it and I loved the shape and I loved the fact that she really wanted to make a statement of that label. But I, when the dr- judges said it was a bit too predictable mm. and I, I couldn't help but agree with them on it, it was a little bit predictable for a transformation challenge um, I really liked it though and I loved the shape of it what I would have quite liked to have seen is maybe if she, if she had the time to was create quite a few layers of the camo net and mm-hmm. created a bit more volume on the bottom skirt I think that would have made a bigger impact than just one layer it kind of looked like a pardon the term a bit of a flaccid fishtail dress okay um I think had she had maybe added a few more layers or got a bigger bit and tried to really gather it together to give it that bit of volume, I think that would have made a bigger impact and you would have got more ball gown rather than cocktail dress. Yeah, I would agree with you. I was thinking, I like the idea of kind of like a simple little black dress, but in camo. Maybe what she could have done to elevate it was maybe to add like a peplum or something. Mm. Because with that fabric, it's quite stiff and structured. You yeah. could do a peplum and it would probably hold its shape quite well, kind of round the waist. Yeah, or yeah that would have looked really good. Or she could have done like a like a capelet or something. Just something yeah. to add an extra layer on there uh, would have really like gave a 
good um oh god i can't use my words now yeah. really given more more impact i think but i yes. i love the actual dress that she made i thought it looked incredibly well um constructed and i thought it looked quite cool but yeah maybe it just needed a little bit more impact yeah just needed a little bit more oomph it was just a little bit too predictable um but then i suppose when you've got 90 minutes and you've got to turn a bunch of army surplus into something elegant and chic i suppose you do the safest route is to do basic and then jazz it up Mm, yeah rather than go crazy and then the judges sit and go what is it yeah it seems like the judges are really after people to go proper crazy on these animations like i feel like they're they would rather you make something crazy and it not being well constructed than if you do something boring that is really well constructed yeah yeah, no, I have to agree with that. I've, I, that's one thing I have noticed is they do, they do seem to be siding towards the slightly out there. And it was like Esme said that her problem with, I can't even remember whose it was now, but when she said uh, her problem with it was that it was too wearable. I think that was Serena's. I think it yes. was Serena's, yeah. Um, um, and that was quite an interesting, coming from someone who is a teacher went in fashion that was quite interesting that she said that the garment was too wearable so they're looking for more hokature than they are for yeah. commercial pieces yeah which is that's interesting so if either of us ever get on sewing bee on transformation challenges go crazy yeah. or go home <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think that's that's the bit of advice we need to remember if we ever get on. So second place, grabbing silver was Raf with his off-the-shoulder uh, dress with orange trim um, with a, a large uh, kind of ruffled sleeve. I thought this looked really fantastic, but I am really conflicted about this because my mind is going in two directions. I thought it looked great. I thought it looked really cool and young and hip. I thought the orange looked amazing. Orange, I think, always looks great with with camo. Yeah. Um, and with that kind of olivey green, army green kind of colour, it just pops and looks amazing. My only issue is when I looked at this kind of from a distance, I thought it looks like a jacket that you've just pulled one shoulder down. And I was thinking, have you made a jacket into a jacket dress? Yeah, that's initially that's what I thought. But then after watching it over and over again, I really appreciated it a lot more. And it was one of those things that I kind of thought I could see Rihanna wearing that in a music video. I could see Little Mix wearing it. Yes. I could see a lot of pop stars wearing that in a music video or on the red carpet. Um, Yeah, initially I was a bit like, you've just turned a jacket to a jacket okay this is the whole turning a blazer into a blazer <laughs> a blazer dress and you're like but um yeah no initially I was a bit yeah but the more I watched it the more I kind of really appreciated it I really really liked it and yeah I think he deserved second for it I really liked it and I loved the fact that he used that kind of high contrast trim that really stands out from the camo but also doesn't take away the impact of the camo yeah they yeah, it balanced really nicely yeah there was a lot of work that had gone into it as well there really was like a ton of work uh, so that was Raf's and grabbing gold on the transformation challenge was Fari, who produced a cape and I've written down here awesome love 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 um, I'm a bit obsessed with this cape. I thought it was absolutely incredible. And when Esme put it on, I was like, I'm I'm going to pass out. This is too much. Did, uh, did you notice that it sort of looked like Patrick tried to assassinate Esme? <laughs> was he pulling a bit too tight on yes. that piece? Do you think they might have had a little bit of an argument during the break <laughs> whilst they were away? And he just thought he saw his chance to get revenge and just decided, yep, that's, we're going to go for it now, live on TV, but I'll make it look like an accident so I have an alibi. Um, yeah, oh, I loved it. I was initially a little bit worried um, 
I kind of missed part of it when I first watched it. And then when she explained it, she saw the photo of her friend's wedding and she made the capes for her friend's wedding day. And, oh, you know what? I've really, again, this is something that I could have seen Rihanna or Little Mix or even Beyonce wearing in a music video. It was so good. The shoulders gave you impact. The fact that she left the pockets on the back of it as well. I just thought it's fashionable and practical. It's, yeah. Oh, Farry, I absolutely adore your sewing. I really do. I want one of those capes. I thought that mm-hmm. was awesome. I want to swish around in it. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't stay very warm in it, but yeah, it looked absolutely brilliant. It really did. I loved it. So that was the transformation challenge. Moving on to the final challenge, the made to measure. So it was a challenge of taking jeans and making a woman's dress from those jeans. Yeah. Now, uh, I mean, denim is something which is incredibly um, water wasteful when producing denim, like the amount of gallons yep. of water it takes to, to, to create one pair of jeans. Although something that I was reading recently um, was that Levi's as a company have come up with a new method of producing jeans, which is, I think it was something like 60% lower in water consumption. And rather than just keeping that to themselves and painting it, what they've done is they've released it so other other companies that are producing jeans can use the same technology as them yeah. to reduce water waste, which I think is fantastic because it, it, we need to be using less yeah. water generally. Um, so jeans. I, I thought this was a really good challenge. And I mean, like you were saying about Levi's managing to produce technology that can reduce the amount of water and they're sharing it. I mean, denim itself denim garments are a good investment it lasts a long time as like they were saying in that kind of little intermission bit where they were giving you the history of denim and how this guy's hunting for old denim trousers that were being used in gold mines in america and they're really 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 old and he's now making a fortune selling old jeans back to like levi's um so yeah denim is such a great investment it is just a shame that the that investment comes at such a bigger cost than the money in our wallet mm. um but yeah i've i've really liked this challenge i thought it was absolutely brilliant i thought everyone was really really creative but um i mean one that i would like to start with i think would be andrew okay andrews yes andrew yeah so andrew did the herringbone dress where he took the strips of uh, denim, stitched them all together to create almost like a patchwork herringbone dress. And it created that kind of spiral look, which I thought was really, really, really clever. Um, My only issue, and obviously the judges picked it up, was the fit of it as well. They had all of those seams, but there were just certain areas of the dress that weren't fitting very well. And I don't know if you got this, but I kind of felt like he's put too much time working out the maths of creating the herringbone effect that he sort of forgot that he had to fit it on a model. Yes, I would also add to that point because I've written down here question questionable fit um, is that when he did get it on her where if somebody was doing a regular dress, you could pop that on her inside out and you could pinch in the areas that need yeah. and you could make some darts. He couldn't make darts with his because it would have ruined the yeah. the spiral effect. So he kind of made it made a problem for himself there where he created a dress which he couldn't really tailor properly. No. Yeah, so there wasn't really a lot that he could do there um, to actually improve the fit of that dress yeah there was there was a couple other things i really didn't like that much about the dress they liked the rivets i didn't really like the rivets the placement of them and also the bottom of the dress where it was a zigzag because of where the panels finished i i'm just not a fan of that kind of zigzag handkerchief uh kind of hem yeah i get what you mean i don't like it it just seems really 
homemade and kind of naff to me. It's a bit hippie, but not in a good way. I think it's depending on the garment and the fabrics used, it can look really, really lovely and chic. But with denim, because it's not a drapey fabric, it just looked a little bit clunky. Like if it had been done out of like chiffon or a very light silk or satin, it gives a really lovely flow. But because denims, you can't really drape denim. It's just too thick. Um, I think it just, yeah, it didn't fall the way I think he imagined it would. Um, but yeah, I think for me, if he had done that kind of spiral herringbone for the skirt and then made, did the top in a different way, I think that would have looked really, really nice. I just, I found the, the whole kind of pattern a bit too in your face. Yeah, so uh, I've got to give him thumbs up for the amount of hard work that yes. went into that, but it just didn't work for me. It was not one of my favourites. No, cast. no, it really. I I thought the work that went into it was fantastic. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I did others. Um, Damien's, uh, the jeans were from friends and family, which I thought was quite nice, and to pair of his jeans with his with his motorbike oil um, on them. Uh, I thought it was a cute dress. Um, I didn't like the pockets, um, mm. to be honest. I don't think the colour on those jeans really worked with the other ones that well. No, I think he used... Because the pockets were grey and then he used that light blue and indigo denim. I think the pockets stood out too much. I think maybe if he had done sort of what like Raph had done where he'd deconstructed a couple of different pockets so it blended in. I think that might have looked a bit nicer. But yeah, they were just a bit too big as well. They yeah. were massive. They were the pockets that you have on the back of your jeans at the front of a dress. They yeah, were just I, a bit too big for my liking. I thought instead of those, he could have put um, pockets in the side seams of the dress, yep. maybe. That would have been quite nice because she could have put her hands in there and the dress, even though it was denim, it kind of swished a little bit as she walked. Yep. The other issue I had, which quite a few of the sewers did, not just Damien, was them trying to put in invisible zips in denim this is madness. Like, what? why wouldn't you just make, use like a jean zip, use like yeah. a metal zip and make a feature of it rather than trying to use an invisible zip, which is just going to be an absolute nightmare. And it's, you're never going to hide it properly on, on fabric that thick. Yeah, it's, yeah, I completely, completely agree. And I'm glad you brought it up because if you didn't, I was. There was a bit of, um, kind of a bit of a 50-50 thing going on where some people wanted to show an exposed zip, other people wanted to put a concealed zip. I just didn't, with denim, I sort of expect an exposed zip. It looks good with denim. There's certain garments that you would not put an exposed zip with, but with something like denim, I think bikers, I think biker, I know most biker jackets are leather, but I think biker jackets, I think of rock and roll i think of grunge and i that doesn't give me invisible zip vibes i want to see the zip on that i want to see that chunky metal zip i want it to be a statement feature in it and yeah i just he made i think that dress would have fitted so much nicer had he just used a regular metal tooth zip and made a feature of it rather than trying to create a quite a delicate zip on a heavy weighted garment yeah it just it just didn't work but it caught a few of them out and even if you didn't want to use a zip maybe you could use some of the rivets that you mm -hmm. get you know like those um, jeans buttons maybe yeah maybe use something like that instead but yeah an invisible zip that just seemed like utter madness to me yeah so adina had used some hand-painted denim which i thought was really nice it was kind of a, a red and she'd use kind of gold and other colors on that um and she i liked the combination of colors that she'd used with the kind of dark indigo blue 
the red with the gold. Uh, there were fit issues and there was a issue with the zip. Um, so it wasn't, I don't think, her best sewing, if I'm honest. No, I I mean, I really, really liked this dress. I love that patchwork effect. I love the fact that, again, she related it back to heritage, looking at Paisley and the fact that she'd hand painted the Paisley motif. I really, really liked it. But yeah, there were just some fit issues. It's just come up now on my TV as we're talking. And yeah, there were just a few fit issues and the zip was a bit of a problem. Yeah, it was it was a shame because actually overall I really liked it. It was just yeah, those close up little details that really let her down. Yeah, and she really needed to blow it out of the park um because she struggled so much on the first day. Like her garment needed to be incredible. She basically needed garment of the week to yeah. save herself. She really and did. That did not happen. No. So Serena had produced a like a sports dress. It was kind of almost kind of tennessy dress. Yeah. With 16 panels, um, with kind of indigo blue, white and cream denims. I thought it was super cute. I thought it was really fashionable. It looked incredibly well sewn. I but... adored this so, so much. And like Patrick said, had she had been a millimetre out, it would have completely ruined the dress. I absolutely loved it. I got Chanel vibes from it with the whole fit of it. Oh, I just, I thought this was beautiful. I really did. If if it wasn't for Raph's dress, I think she would have got garment of the week for this. Yeah, I think that dress in pretty much any week would be garment of the week. It, yeah. it looked so good at her seams were so straight I don't know how she nice. managed to do it especially with denim as well where there's you know there's there's no giving it it's heavy it's hard to work with it was just it was just sensational I thought it was it was utterly amazing. utterly utterly fantastic I I could not fault it and yeah I just love that it kind of gave that kind of brunch kind of vibe a uh, bit of a tennis vibe yeah it was beautiful it really was and I love the fact that she used four different colours and it had that kind of variation going all the way around yeah I wanted to see her model like spin round and round and round I thought that, yeah. that would look really cool because the colours would all be kind of like going into each other and it probably be... would have made me a little bit motion sick but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah the only thing I wasn't super keen when I saw the pattern was the the kind of strap thing it had and the neckline yeah because it kind of had like a v-neck and then it had these like two straps with the button that kind of went across it um and i i, I thought the dress was a was impeccable was amazing I, I was a bit like oh, i don't know whether i could do without that but i um... i quite liked it and i think my favorite bit was the fact that she used the waistband of the jeans to hem the sleeves yes I that was really i because that really gave I mean, had you seen that dress, you would not have initially guessed that it was made from a load of old denim jeans. I no. you I would expect to see something like that in Zara, and I would expect to see people walking around Brighton wearing something like that. Um, but when you found out where each bit came from, it gave you that proper upcycling. Like, yeah, yeah, I just loved it. I really did. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. I I I thought it was so beautiful. I can't even get my words out. <laughs> so the one that beat her was Raf's. Yeah. It had 32 panels um I think on yeah, 32 yeah, panels total 16 with 16 either side. Yeah. And that wasn't including the various panels that he used to make the whale or the, the various panels used to make the pockets so the pockets blended in with the dress um i really liked how it was a a um, commentary on denim production and about the the planet and about water and um he'd, he'd incorporated kind of nature and and the thought of global issues into it, I thought that was really clever. I thought he was super clever by choosing yeah. a dress that was a very simple shape, 
but then the complexity was in the amount of panels that he had to sew together and they looked like they'd been sewn together with two lines of stitching on every seam yeah not just one so it looked like there was even more work in in that um the only thing i would say uh, and i mean i absolutely love this and i thought it was a worthy winner of Garment of the Week. Um, the only thing, I have two things actually to say, but the first is, personally for me, I don't know if it needed the whale on it, just because I felt the whale made it a little bit kind of kitschy, but not in the right way. It was mm. a, a little bit like, oh, I want to talk about you know, earth issues, there's a whale on it. And I was a bit like, oh, I don't know if I need, it was too literal for me. Yeah. Um, The other thing I was going to say is it gave me vibes of a dress that I had seen on another TV sewing show on Netflix called um, Next in Fashion, which uh, a designer called Daniel Fletcher had done a similar construction where he had used denim to create mountains rather than waves, mountains. Um, so Raph may have never seen this dress before, or he might have seen it and maybe he was taking some inspiration from it. So it's something that I had kind of seen before. Yeah. I still have to say that his workmanship was incredible. The amount of work he must have sewn those seams so fast to get that done. I I really liked it, and actually, I think had we not known the backstory or the inspiration behind it, um, and if you'd taken the whale off of it, you probably would have sat there and gone, "It's a really amazing dress," um, but I don't necessarily think you would have got ocean vibe straight away. Mm. I think it kind of, I think it did need the whale a little bit, so it just really hit at home that actually this is the ocean and this dress is this is the story of the inspiration of this dress so yeah i i think it did need it i i i just loved this so 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 much um the fact that he didn't he stitched all the panels together basically just overlapping them not even sewing the right sides together they were overlapped so then he could fray the edges of it to create that sea foam effect Oh, it was just brilliant. How he did that in that space of time, I do not know. It was just something else. It really was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the the dress was just incredible. And and, and Patrick couldn't get over it. He was really um, talking about how you could see that on a catwalk. And I agree with him. You really yeah. could have seen that on a catwalk. Yeah. It, was, it was so elevated, not just home sewer level it was really like this is couture kind of a item that we're working with here it was it was it was amazing it was absolutely stunning i just yeah i was blown away by it it was just brilliant on so many levels we probably should have left that one to about last because we've still got two more to do yeah um, no <laughs> that is true but um, um we were too inspired so we've got rebecca's who had um, also used a geometric kind of patchwork similar to Andrew, but down the front of her dress. And I liked the idea that she was taking inspiration from her mum and her grandma. And yeah. it had it had ties back to her family, which I thought was really cute. And I, I really liked that. I didn't love the dress, if I'm honest. It felt kind of old fashioned to me. Yeah. Whereas Rebecca's quite young. She's only in her early 20s. And I want to see her making like young, fashionable stuff. And this just felt a little bit dated. I completely get what you mean. I love the fact that it related back to the patchwork stuff that her mum and her grandmother does. And I think that's where she does so well when she relates it back to the things and the people that she's passionate about. Um, That's why she did so well in the previous week, because being a teacher, she was passionate about teaching kids and she knew exactly what issues kids have at school with coats and getting their 
arms stuck and the sleeves rolled up and yeah i i i liked it i wasn't a huge fan on it but i appreciated the amount of work that she put into particularly that front panel um i do get what you mean it did feel a little bit old-fashioned i was sort of almost getting a bit of like early 90s vibes from it as well because i mean we all know early 90s denim was massive people didn't double denim they triple denim mm. in the 90s but um yeah i liked it but you know what i thought that would have looked a lot nicer as a pair of dungarees uh, okay yeah i get you yeah i think that particularly with that patchwork panel i think that would have looked really nice as a set of dungarees hmm it's a yeah. shame they didn't make dungarees. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the last one to talk about is Faris, who used black and white denim. She was the only person to actually use non, um, what well, use black denim. Yeah, uh, and I thought that it was quite cool and modern. I really loved the zip detail. Uh, I enjoyed the pattern. There were some fit issues with the dress, which yeah. were quite obvious um i'm not sure whether i would have liked this if it had i'd liked it more maybe if it had all been black almost like a little black dress but in denim with that zip that kind of like gold zip mm. up the side um i i liked that there was black and white and it was kind of like a chevron and it was very like bold um but yeah i thought it was good i thought she did well I think she probably would have shot herself in the foot if it was all black. Too simple. Yeah, it would have been too simple. You wouldn't have been able... All of that work that she'd put in to create that kind of diagonal chevron pattern at the front, I think would have been completely lost if if it was all just black denim. I actually really liked the fact that it was black and white and I loved the fact that she was like, actually, I want... She almost made a transfer cocktail dress that you could transform so there was that kind of have the zip all done all the way and you've got this kind of smart cocktail dress but actually if you unzip the top a little bit or unzip the bottom a little bit you could show a little bit of cleavage or a bit of leg and I I actually love the fact that this dress could be worn in so many ways I I adore Farry you know I adore Farry I think she's absolutely amazing um, and I, I really, really love this dress. I, I'm so, so happy that Farry has found her confidence. Um, because the first couple of episodes, I felt like she was a little bit hesitant. But now that Farry's got her confidence, you can see what an amazing sewer that she is. And yeah, I adored this. I thought this was beautiful. And it was finished. Yes, and it was finished. I I love fa- finishing Fairy. I think she is just absolutely brilliant. I, yeah, oh, Fairy, I absolutely adore you. I really do. So, Garment of the Week went to Ralph, and unfortunately, we had to say goodbye to Adina. Um, I think that really it was the right decision for that week. She had a shock in day one, and then she didn't do enough i think in the final challenge to really save herself yeah i i'll miss adina i really will she was such a lovely person to get to watch and see her develop and i love the fact that she always related everything back to her family her heritage i will always always hold her frida carlo dress it will always have a place in my heart. It really will. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sad to see Farry go, but I think Adina. It, sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Farry. Um, <laughs> She's always on your mind. That's why you're yes, always thinking I of her. I'm so obsessed with Farry that I now just can't get Farry out of my head. Um, yeah, it was a shame to see Adina go. Um, I just. Yeah, I I really, really liked her, but this episode was not her episode. And it was a shame to see her go, but I think it was the right choice. Yes. So my top three now for the final are are the same, really, as they have been the last few weeks. I'm putting my money on Raph 
uh, Serena and Fari for the final. Yeah, I am completely agreeing with you on that. They are the ones that I can see in the top three. I would like to maybe see Rebecca close to the final. I'd like to see what she'd be she's capable of doing just that little bit more. I'd like to see her evolution. But yeah, my top three, Fari, Serena and Raph. But I've got a tricky question for you. Mm-hmm. Who do you think's at risk of going home next week? Because we've got uh, winter week next yes. week. So who do you think now that they've now that Adina's gone, who do you think could be at risk of going home? So I think that really it, anyone could if you have a really bad weekend. I think we saw that with Adina. If yeah. you have a really bad weekend, anyone can go. Yeah. However, saying that, I think the person who will probably show their inexperience the most will probably be Damien next week. Yeah. Um, unless he manages to do something incredible I think his head is on the chopping block next yeah. and then possibly followed by Andrew and Rebecca to me quite similar I think level of, of so yeah. where they kind of come in the pecking order um, but yeah I think probably and I'll be very sad if Damien does go because he absolutely cracks me up Um but I think I love how he was also saying that he's been he's hustling them all. He's actually an incredible sower and he's just been doing this just to um, just to throw them off. And, you know, he's going to well, going to pull out his skills. He really needs to pull out his skills. I completely agree with you. I think for me in particular, Damien and Andrew are at risk, um, particularly with just the last episode. And like you were saying, the judges I think in previous seasons, they sort of, if you had done really well in the past couple of episodes, but you had one bad day, you were sort of saved by your track record. Mm. But particularly with this season, they don't seem to be going down the report card route. I mean, looking at uh, when we lost Adam, he was in our top three and that one bad day and that was it. He was out. So, yeah, I don't think they're going down with the report card method like they have done in the past. So, yeah, anyone could go. But I think, for me, Andrew and Damien are the ones that are are at risk at the moment. So they need to pull it out of the bag next week for winter week, um, which will be quite exciting to see. I as you know, and our listeners might have realised, I posted up on fate on our um, Instagram account about how I was watching the Christmas episodes and it's made me miss Christmas and winter and I can't wait for it to be back again. Um... <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't even had summer yet, sure. I haven't even had my birthday yet, but I'm <laughs> more excited about Christmas. <laughs> it just made me feel nostalgic. I just want Christmas every day. <laughs> Oh, bless. So um, that was our Use, Reuse, Recycle week all done. So we will be back with you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. Bye. Bye.